Long ago in ancient times, there was a scroll of magic rhymes. It prophesied the mystic nights, the true young heroes, brave and bright. Then the dark forces came, brought the people endless pain. Now the children have no fear, come to know the mystic nights are here. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things in pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. I am Jake. And we are continuing our harrowing journey through the Mystic Knights of Tirano. And we're watching 46. Nope. Nope. 45. Uh, it has a title. It does, but it wasn't queued up properly. Uh, Lugad's Challenge. Lugad makes a challenge, presents a challenge. Yeah. Is challenged. Well... I mean, he did in the first episode he was in. The last one he kind of plotted pretty hard and didn't really do anything. He didn't even shoot any squiggles, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe one. Mm. Ineffectively. <laughs> he also, not to spoil it, does not shoot any squiggles in this oh, episode. Yeah, he doesn't do any squiggle shoots. But I... to be fair, the knights don't shoot any magic either. That's true. Well, three of the knights don't do anything. <laughs> they went to watch and sat not doing that because they couldn't we'll get there uh the most important part is there are only five episodes left after this <laughs> yeah this episode was i'm gonna go ahead and say entirely unnecessary well we don't we don't know that yet because the next episode directly addresses something in this episode yeah but they, they so... could have when he plots in the last episode they could have made the reveal yeah but then you can't get to 50 even <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the syndication somehow. Yeah. It does give me the opportunity to say plotst. So if they show one of these uh, during the week, five days a week, it lasts for ten weeks. You get ten weeks of fresh new Mystic Knights. Is that enough for a young child? That's one-fifth of the year. I feel like back then they also restarted oh, at yeah, some you, point, you, like halfway through. Oh, you just restart halfway through and then... Yeah. Yeah, that sounds actually quite familiar. Just to fuck with us because we had no control over anything. <laughs> Like, well, I guess we're watching this all the way through again. Yep. Basically. Never going to find out what happened to Rowan or whatever. It also gave them an opportunity to finish filming. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So we open up at Castle Tamra and uh, Mav is just yelling at her troops. Uh, I think because they suck in general and also because Lugad's going to win the day or whatever. This and is another super talky episode where there's a lot of talking about what's going to happen. Lugad, as a man of action, does do a lot of shoving and smashing. Right, but that's his way of talking. <laughs> it would be much, much better if he couldn't talk, because then his voice wouldn't make me so uncomfortable. Uh, my theory is, is so it is a little broken as if he uh, is not a good thinker, but I think the sound of his voice perhaps comes from a lack of ADR, and it's just someone yelling through that foam mask, but I don't know... About the sort of Hulk speech that he does. <laughs> he does refer to himself in the third person at least once in this episode. And he leaves out a lot of... Articles. Articles, yeah. Glad you knew that, because... Yeah. Mav tells him he wants to fight, and Mav tells him that you're gonna fight soon, it's fine. In the meantime, punch these guys, and she gestures at the troops. And he grabs two of them by the throats and carries them outside to, I guess, smash them together and bury them in the courtyard. Yeah, smash them until they're goo. Yeah, and we jump over to Castle Kells and... Where the wizard is making a nice soup. <laughs> he just added way too much salt to his soup. Or perhaps magic powder conjuration of some sort. And then he gets struck by visions. 
Visions that honestly tell him after goddamn wa- nothing. Yeah, after watching this episode, really don't relate to the episode. Yeah, first he sees Queen Mev in her uh, Joan of Arc headgear, and then there's like an eel, a real like gross CGI eel. Uh, it's fighting a dragon, and then there's Mev again. Was that Pyre or giggling. was that just a dragon? Yes. To both? It's not clearly red, so I didn't know if it was supposed to be Pyre or not. Yeah. And somehow he get, he gets meaning from this. Was this his second sight or was this something unrelated? This is indigestion. <laughs> Fair enough. So Kahad scurries off to go tell whoever about what he just had a dream about. And we cut to a field where Lugad is uh, brandishing a log and just pushing dudes down with it. I guess he's not really training, he's just having fun until it's time to go fight again. Yeah, they're basically walking the dog so he can burn off some energy and sleep. Yeah. But he's just wrecking shop with this log, and he throws, uh, like, somewhere around 15 to 16 dudes, including two, he throws down a ravine, and I assume they're dead. And then he yells something like, Lugad is the strongest. Yeah. I'm assuming. And then, and Maeve is there, and she sees a scary bird fly by, a suspicious scary bird, a suspicious scary 3D rendered... Computer-generated bird. That she recognizes. Yeah. So she gets in her chariot. She says, no regular bird is that crudely computer-animated. <laughs> and she heads home. Uh, her her chariot looks like something Silly. that... It looks like something that like Santa would be in in a parade in a, <laughs> a small town. It, it looks poorly made. They have a big little. black horse carry, or carrying... Dra- pulling? Pulling it. I mean, dragging and pulling are the same thing. That's fair. Well, uh, it has it, wheels, so it's not, yeah, dragging, it's not dragging per se. But it looks like maybe they took somebody's radio flyer and like built it to look like a chariot. Yeah, with it's how not, little it is, it's so small. It's silly. It's not fit for a queen. I can tell you that. Scotty. That's right. Especially since she usually travels just by like riding a horse. Yeah. Or teleporting. I'm not sure why she didn't just teleport. Her horse was in the shop that day, <laughs> and her teleporting was in the shop that day. She didn't charge her crystal. <laughs> yeah. She pissed off Miter so he couldn't <laughs> charge her crystal or whatever it is he does. Yeah. But when we get back to uh, Castle Tambra, it's it's Raven Mom. She's back! Or Crow Mom? What did we call her before? Uh, Queen Mom, I think. is isn't No. no. Magic Mom? I don't, think mom. We called, <laughs> I don't think we called her Magic Teacher Mom. Teacher Mom? Either. Professor Mom? Whatever. It, it's the lady from before. Yeah. Who either is Maeve's mom or teacher or something like that. Both. Neither. She's, she's got, definitely a crow sometimes. Yes, that we can tell for sure. And she's got a circlet that, that doesn't fit on her head right. It's giving her one of those weird early aughts poofs in her hair. Oh, that you would have to buy the special. Like a bump it? Yeah, you'd have to buy the head adapter That's right. to get your <laughs> hair to do that. So Mav asks her, "Why? what are you doing? Get out of my throne. Queen Mom? Fuck, whatever her name was. Crow Mom. Tells her, uh, Lugad's not ready, and you're going to push him into a thing that he's not ready for. He's going to die. It's going to be your fault. And Mav uh, is pretty adamant that, nah, Lugad's fine. Quit being a bitch. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah, he already kind of won a few times. I'm the queen. Why don't you just use your magic to make him grow, and then I'll smash down Angel Grove or whatever. Yeah, that always works. <laughs> These guys ain't got big-ass robots. Yeah, they just got a, they just got a dragon. They could eat, maybe a, two of them could ride it and they could throw rocks at you. Yeah, that a dragon, or I mean that a giant could swat out of the air. So. Easily. So, uh, they continue talking about Lugad and he comes into the archway and is like, oh, my ears are burning. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's how I wish he talked. Yeah. 
Hello. Don't my ears deceive me or fine talking about me. <laughs> you know it's impolite to talk about someone who's not in the room. <laughs> God damn, I wish you'd talk like that now. Uh, I mean, we can do all his lines do a in little such a way. ADR this. Yeah, I can edit that. Yeah, fuck it. I, my, I can't. My computer is not powerful <laughs> enough for that. I tried to edit a short video for stuff for work and it did not go well. <laughs> um, bummer. Maybe next time. It could do just audio and kind of video, but if I try and do both, the whole thing will crash. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Lugat walks in and he's, he asks what what he isn't ready for, and Mad's like, "Nah, you're great. You're gonna kill a whole bunch of guys. You're gonna shove them down and axe them. Axe them real good. Axe them what? Axe them what question? Yeah, axe them. Just axe them real good with his axe. With his and ass. And is with a squiggle axe. A squiggle axe. But Crow Mom is like, nah, I don't think this is going to work. This dog's not going to hunt. That's how she talks. <laughs> Everyone has a different <laughs> voice in our in our pretend minds. Look at her crazy eyebrows. <laughs> and her off-center circlet. It's not even like sitting parallel on her head. It... Did nobody do last looks before they started recording? Listen, it was too small. They rented it. There was nothing they could do. They had it. I guess. She's in three minutes of the show. <laughs> The lady had to go to daycare and get her kid, so she had to wrap it. Um, so th- they have a disagreement about whether or not Lugaz's ready, and then Crow Mom teleports away. She turns even though she flew fucking, there. She fucking turns into the Jean Grey Phoenix, but uh, <laughs> but, but from Vegas, yeah. She also has to spin around like she's goddamn Wonder Woman to disappear, which is fun. She's a different set of magic than others. Yeah. Lugad's like, I'm, I want to hit stuff. Can I go do that, please? Excuse me. I would like to go hit stuff. Can I go do that, please? Pardon me, ma'am. I lost it. I didn't do it. It's okay. I, I, need, to fi- I need a phrase where I can jump back into oh, it. Like when you pretend to be Shrek, you have to say donkey. <laughs> exactly like that. So after this, we cut back to Castle uh, Kells. She, I think, does, isn't that where she tells Lugad that, that she, she needs to challenge Rowan? Yeah. Okay. We just hadn't said that. Yeah, well, it's definitely going to come up in like a well, second. Right, but you needed to know where the idea came from. Well, we would have just addressed it at that point. Would we have? Yeah. We don't know we would have. <laughs> now we won't because you did a thing. Yeah, great. Good. Uh, Angus Podcast is standing over. in the courtyard making fun of Lugad holding a bone? Seemingly. And it's uh, because of the way Lugad speaks, it's much more offensive that yep. Angus is making fun of yeah, because he's mimicking... He's like, a, he's like a bully in the back of a school bus. Yep. There was one instance, I think I was in second or third grade, and uh, one of the special needs kids was standing in a hallway while we, like our, our teacher decided to give us a second recess instead of teaching us. Because um, teaching children is hard. Yep. It and seems like it sucks. As we were heading to recess, um, one of the kids in my class made fun of the special needs girl by doing a voice and such like that. And all of us got in trouble and had to go sit in the classroom, not at recess, with our heads down. Well, Sky, now, when Lugad has the voice of a special child, uh, you understand why that's wrong. So it worked. I mean... Your teacher was right. I guess. Shout out to Mrs. Walters. Yeah, good job, Mrs. Walters. Um, but also, I didn't know that girl, and I was all at the front of the line, not the back of the line, so I had nothing to do with it. I wanted to go to second recess. <laughs> Look at your Pokemon cards. Your pa- it was probably paused at that point. It was far before Pokemon. 
It was definitely Pog time, though, right? Probably. That's it. What grade did you say it was? Third, I feel uh, like. That's right around Pog time. <laughs> prime Pog time. Uh, well, uh, maybe not Prime. I think it was gearing up towards Prime Pog time. I don't remember ever playing Pogs even once. I don't but know I that know I, ever, I had a lot. Of I was going to say I don't know that I ever actually played the game, but I had them, and Peter and I would look at them at recess. Yeah, that's what our, they were for, as far as I remember. And a hey. Pepe Le Pew slammer. <laughs> I didn't even have a slammer. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you? What do you? Why would you have a Pog if you didn't have a slammer, Sky? Because nobody knew what the game was. You gotta slam the Pogs and flip them over or something. <laughs> remember Mystic Knights? They're back in Pog form. <laughs> I had the Pog Maker. Yeah, I'm going to get the Pog Maker. I'm going to find it on eBay and make some Mystic Knights Pogs send out to our Patreon you do subscribers. It. I will. Good. I'm out of here. Anyway, Angus makes fun of Luke and Shit. This episode has gotten real off and on the rails. <laughs> it's fun now. It's, it's fun, fun again. We made it fun. I had a soda earlier and I haven't had soda in months. <laughs> <laughs> I hopped out up on sugar. But eventually... Um, there's a really good impersonation of Lugad, but it turns out he's just outside the gate and he yelled the thing. Yeah. Loud enough that everyone on this side of the wall thought it was Angus. Yep. So they just let him in like actual dumbasses. I guess he didn't have his axe, but still, he threw a lot of men into trees he and killed a, a lot of people. He had a message. That's true. He throws a scroll in the dirt and tells them, I challenge you. I say, I say, I say, I challenge you. Slaps him with a glove. <laughs> that would have been great. If the man had taken off his foam rubber glove and slapped Rowan with it, I would <laughs> p- praise this show from day to night. I kind of lost track of what metaphor I was going to use there. Pogmaker is more expensive than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's vintage. There's an estate garage sale somewhere nearby. You want to oh, go see if they have they, a pog machine? Kind of, yeah. Um, it's really just a circle razor blade that cuts the paper and sticks it to a sticky circle. A cigar punch, you can make itty bitty pogs. It's, uh, it's not the worst idea. I guess it's about the size of a regular hole punch, though. I'll work on it. I'll see what I can come up with. Would teeny pogs be easier to flip over? No, I don't think so. What a stupid thing. Yeah. I don't remember asking for pogs, I just got them. Did you, uh, so at this time, uh, faithful listeners, Sky and I didn't. Well, I think we knew each other, but we didn't. We weren't friends, friends yet. We knew of each other. Yeah, we had uh, crossed paths because we lived in the same area, but didn't go to the same school yet. But did you go to the? There was a a, a used video game store that had like a big fishbowl full of um, the pogs, and you would. It was like a nickel for a pog or whatever, and you get twenty for a dollar or whatever. Which my mom was like, "Great, they they really love these cheap things instead of fucking." You gotta buy all the Ninja Turtles that are expensive. <laughs> Give them a dollar, they go get 20 new pogs. Here, <laughs> throw, go buy some cardboard circles. Yeah. Uh, Alright. So you didn't go to that place? No. It was over by where the old Kroger was. You remember where Kroger used to be around the corner? I don't. Oh, it's right by where I live now. Sure. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Do you know where the Domino's is near my house? Yes. It was behind that, and that okay. strip there. You'd go in there and you'd get your you slap down your dollar and you get twenty fresh pogs. I don't think I have any of my pogs anymore. I have a I have at least one. I don't know what I do with the rest. I probably just threw them away because they were fucking cardboard circles. Yeah. Uh, Furby still has all his pogs. Of course don't he worry. does. <laughs> they're probably in plastic sleeves. They they're in those tubes. Right. Those, those thin Pringle <laughs> Pringle cans. <laughs> what a stupid thing. God. Uh. Uh.
Anyway, um, <laughs> Luged throws a scroll <laughs> on the ground, and apparently Roan goes to pick it up, and Ivar warns him not to touch it, because I guess picking it up make, means he accepts the challenge. I assumed that the challenge was written down, and he was going to read it. Yeah. But I, I, I clearly don't understand uh, arcane laws or whatever. <laughs> and then Luged just leaves. This is all he came here to do. He, did, he doesn't shove a single person down. Uh, there's a commercial break, and when we come back, King Dad is giving Rowan a dressing down because he just accepted this challenge willy-nilly. I, and nobody's just like, just don't go. Just don't go. Just don't do it. Just don't. It's th- There was never an arrangement where it was like, we're fighting for each other's castles or anything. Yeah. They just say that it's based on some ancient rules or something. That you have to, you have to fight in an ancient place. But for reasons. why? What'll happen if you don't? Oh, don't. You're not going to explain that? Cool. 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 Nothing really happens if they do fight in that ancient place. Well, I mean, they go see Dormammu. But yeah. yeah but that's about it. That's it. So there's a lot of arguing. And then uh, Kahad says, I'll show him how to do it. Even though Kahad's not a warrior and he doesn't teach him any useful magic. So I don't know what his deal was. And we're 45 episodes into a show where their job is to fight. He should be able to fight by now. Yep. And to start uh, the fight training, he fucking gives a goddamn lecture. Yep. The the Mystic Knights sit in uh, two separate lines. Angus is in the back like the bad kid. And he picks up a pair of tongs and tongs Ivar's ear. Uh, how, how old do you think Angus is? He can't just fucking sit there for six minutes and listen? How old the character is? Yes. Or how old the actor is? <laughs> the character. It doesn't matter. Probably like 18. You're a fucking Mystic Knight. Like, just shut the fuck up for a goddamn second. Jake, he's too advanced for this level of learning. He needs to be in the more advanced class. He's bored because he already knows all of this. He's reading chapter books while everyone else is, is still working on there. Right, he's doing algebra Remember while yours. you're doing you're learning your times tables. I know my math with letters in it, bitches! <laughs> uh, Kahad gets fed up and shoots magic into his asshole like he does. It works. He does stop It's tried and true, man. He says, if you, if you value that asshole, <laughs> you'll calm the fuck down now. I'm going to fill it with frogs unless you shut up. <laughs> uh, to be a wizard. <laughs> what horrific things lie in your future. So the four of them like sit through this lecture and then they have little discussions about what to do and how they shouldn't be doing this at all and... Blah, 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 blah. And it's already too late, so just fucking figure it out. Except it's not too late. Just don't go. Well, apparently that you have to go to an ancient place, and it's only open for like two hours every full moon or some such. After every full moon. So it's the next day, I guess. Or 28 days, because uh, it could have just happened. But it's nonsense and arbitrary, and we cut over to Tamra. And so what do you just wait outside where you think the place is? And wait for it to open? I guess so. Because you don't... I guess there's multiple entrance points because uh, Torque and Lugad didn't follow yeah. them in when we get there. We have to get through this montage first. Ugh, all right, I'll be quiet. <laughs> so, at Kessel Tamra, uh, Mav puts Torque in charge of trading Lugad. And Lugad's mad because he's like, I am ready. And Maeve tells him, yeah, but like you can be more ready. And he's mad. And then there's a montage that uh, is voiced over by the one and only Kahad. He loves doing a good voiceover in this show. Yeah, it's weird. So Ivar and Rowan do some stick training. 
Lugad does some tug of war. Yeah, but Sky, it's not a tug of war as we know it. Yeah, Lugad's in the middle, and 18 troops are trying to pull him apart. They're trying to draw and quarter him. And then he swings both ropes and smashes them together. Yeah, and then Deirdre trains him with swords, and it's like, they're, you know what they're going to be fighting with, and it's not swords. It's not any of this stuff. Yeah. Lugad it's not does... lifting rocks. <laughs> yeah, Lugad lifts some stones for strength and endurance, is what the VO says. And then Angus does the least by gently putting his foot on Rowan's back as he does push-ups. And eating this, an apple. This has nothing to do with the uh, workout for the fight. He just thought he could use a little exercise. I see. And then a bunch of uh, Tamar troops pile on Lugad, and he does the thing where he's in the middle, and he sh- does a yell and pushes them all back like a Power Ranger. And then the weirdest part of the show happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so Rowan Cockley says, Who will I spar with now? And Kahad comes out and says, what about me? And Rowan's like, you're an old, you're an old, old ass old, bitch. Old man. I'll kill your bitch ass. And then Kahad reveals his goddamn battle form. <laughs> and Jake, would you do me the pleasure of describing Kahad's battle form? Uh, well, first of all, he's real shiny. <laughs> uh, he doesn't. He, he magics his shirt away. He is, in fact, Grease Lightning. He, uh, he's a rippling young man with uh, blue battle paint over his face. <laughs> like Braveheart. Um, do you think... I got a lot of questions. Do you think this is his battle form? Like, is that's just what it's always looked like? Do you think this is what he used to look like when he was a young man? Do you think this is his idealized version of himself? What is, what is the case here? Because he used the magic to create this image. I think that he looked inside Rowan's mind with his second sight and saw what would most turn him on and distract him. Yes. So what he it decided, works. what he came up with, is a Scotsman with an improper kilt because it just seems to be like ratty, tattered leathers. Yeah. It. It kind of he kind of looks like a smaller like Arnold when he's Conan <laughs> sort of situation. You're not wrong. It. it he's He Man, but with a little bit of blue on his face. Yeah. He's like one of the He-Man action figures that they create out of reasons to make the same He-Man over <laughs> This one's Guy-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be the, confused with Dude-Man. It's from that same line of movies that makes Hornet and, uh, <laughs> and the whatever one you told me yeah. about. Yeah. Atlantic Rim. Yeah. Um, the fight is not interesting, but... Uh, How can you tell? How are you not lost in that man's shiny abs? Well, the definition's too low. Well, I, if still, if uh, I could see the rippling of his muscles, I would be very distracted. Because I can't tell if he's handsome or not, mostly. I mean, look at them pecs. <laughs> big pecs, big checks. Yeah. If So if you're the wizard and you could look like this all the time, why would you not? Maybe he can only look like this once every full moon. He's like a werewolf, but with He-Man. Oh, and we know there's a full moon coming. Right. Because they have to wait for it. Right. He has to be powered by the by the lunar whatevers. Ron eventually shoves him into the, the throne. I don't know where King Dad is, but he would probably be pissed that Ron's just been training in the halls of his castle. Instead of in the courtyard. The courtyard they have for this explicit purpose. Yeah, well, there's only three locations, and we already saw them in the courtyard. I guess that's fair. So after that, we cut over to Tamra. There's so much that's just so unbelievably stupid about this particular episode. And <laughs> Sorry, continue. So we're in Tamra, 
Uh, I think in the throne room, it might be a different set. It's hard to say. Because it's always so dark. Yep, and it's from a different angle. Mav is telling them exactly what they need to do with them being Lugad and Torque. Um, she's going to hide and be invisible or teleport or something to get into the place where she's not supposed to be to watch the fight and help if needed be. And all the while, we hear the incredibly loud beating of Aideen's wings. It's like a small helicopter. She's also <laughs> making no effort to hide. She is, she is over <laughs> from fucking Mav's face. And she is roughly three quarters of the size of Mav's face. She's not like a mosquito. Yeah, she's she's a Barbie doll that flies around. It's noticeable. And Mav has no peripheral vision, apparently. Well, she does have that weird hood on her head that would cut off her perif. But Lugad and Torque are looking at her and should be able to see Aideen. I mean, Torque's got... He's got spies every which way, but he doesn't know when fucking Aideen's there. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so she learns the secret that Mav's gonna cheat. Surprise! For everyone! And she decides to go tell the Mystic Knights... And instead of being able to be there instantaneously like she can do, sometimes she doesn't do that. She had a couple stops to make on the she way. She needed milk. She had to stop by, get some milk from squirrels. Squirrel milk is what She's, fairies drink. Is she milking the squirrels? Or yes. is it just like a pasteurized milk from squirrels that she buys at the Well, she had store. to pasteurize it, obviously. You don't want to get diphtheria or whatever. Squirrel diphtheria. I forget what why or what lives in milk that's bad for you. But I know it's bacteria of some sort, and yeah, I'm going to decide it's diphtheria. Sure. So, Torque and uh, Rowan wander off to a cave somewhere. They know where they're going. Yeah, there's so of. many damn hidden mystic caves in this fucking land. Along the beach. It's probably the exact same one where uh, that lady was found. Yeah. It looks just as terrible. Yeah. And... <sighs> Fucking God sees a bunch of rocks. He's like, well, there's that cave. Everyone's like, there's no cave there. And he's like, no, it's closed over. It can only be open for like two hours. Go morph. So Rowan puts on his armor. For Which, the first time in the fucking show making a good decision. I know. I was fully expecting them there to be like some stupid rule where he couldn't use his armor. Yeah, or him to just wait and have a problem where he can't put it on in time in the midst of battle. But instead he puts it on like a smart man. And Kahad holds up his empty palms and the, says some words and the cave appears because, of course, it does. He says, like, a thank you to it. Like, it's fucking Thanksgiving and <laughs> he's at the head of the table. Yeah, I guess it's the cave of Lou. I yeah, think that's I th a thing they say later. They say it uh, several times and it sounded like the ghost that lives there's name is Lou. Yep. It's what I interpreted it as. They call him Great Lou at one point or something. Yeah. I don't know. So the other three are wandering around the castle. Um, and I don't know if you noticed just now. As the the wandering Kells ghosts noticed her, they all sh pointed their spears at her. At uh, Aideen. Yep. It was weird. Well, they should be on guard. I guess. Uh, but Aideen pops in and says that uh, Mav's going to cheat. I hope you all are surprised by this information. They are. Yeah, you can tell by the looks on their faces that have not changed in any way. And they decide to book it and run to the cave where I guess they also know where it exists. I mean, I guess at very least, uh, Kahad could have been like, this is vaguely the beach we're going to. <laughs> you know the beach that's made entirely of rocks? We're going to Rock, rock Beach. beach. Um, so they're going to go tell Rowan that Mav's going to cheat. Again, surprising everyone involved. And everybody's already here. T Tork and Lugad are already in the cave. 
Because of course they are. Because <laughs> there's not enough time to show how they got there. Right. Fuck it. It's only 20 minutes. This at least is a new set. Yeah. And uh, there's a fire in the corner. That'll be important in a sec. So Lugad and Rowan put down their weapons and pulled their hands over the stone of Lou, which is just a skull. Do you think that's Lou's skull? Maybe. Or maybe the pedestal itself is the stone of Lou? I assumed the pedestal, yeah, was the sacred stone, but I Mm. assume that's his hat, or head, not his hat. (laughs) That's not. I mean, maybe he wore, he could have worn a skull on his head like a hat. I guess that. I mean, Lugad is. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And some magical pikes show up, even though both Rowan and Lugad have magic weapons already. Yeah. They're going to use these magic pikes that will drain your energy if you get poked with it. Now, you'd think that would come up. Yep. But it doesn't. Not even a little. There's not even any kind of indication if it happens. Yeah. And they, I mean, they talk about it a lot. They do. And it just doesn't happen. Yep. And Kahad is very uh, pointedly... Uh, Kahad points at this giant circle of flame and says, don't go in that, please. It leads to the the sacred realm or whatever. And now at this point, I thought, like, just don't fight within that small ring of fire. Right. Um, But no, that fire is a doorway. Yeah, it's a a portal. You remember all the training that uh, Rowan did? None of it involved tiny axes? No. God, I miss Garrett. So Lugad and Rowan start swinging axes at each other. Well, Rowan mostly just dances about while Lugad swings axes at him. Lugad's an axe boy. And uh, Rowan's a swords swordsman. <laughs> That's a real thing. It's the actual term. Uh, and you're saying axe boy is not? <laughs> I don't think it is. Yeah, you, Sky, you know a lot, but you don't know everything. I guess that's fair. I know a lot about swords, though. Yeah, but not axes. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh... It's all that soda I had, I told you. <laughs> Lugad knocks Rowan down some, a couple of times, and we cut to the outside where the other three, uh, Ivars followed their feet, their feet prints. Thank God everyone here walks so heavily. Well, yeah, it's all the layers and stuff. And they come to the closed over hole, um, and I was kind of surprised that it was closed over, because they were pretty specific in saying it's only open for this many hours. So I assumed it would just stay open. Right. But nope, it's just rocks again. But I guess you have to say the thank you apology thing that <laughs> Kahad said earlier. I guess. And everybody is basically defeated by this. Uh, well, for a second, Angus wants to blast it open. Yeah, he's, I'm going to go throw rocks at it till it opens. And Ivar says, nah, what if we don't do that instead? We'll just sit here and wait. And then they get out their picnic basket yeah. and they wait. Great job, team. Back in the cavern, Rowan and Lugad are still swinging axes, and Rowan runs into a wall next to a skeleton. That's how you know it's dangerous. Yeah. And then Mav shows up in her ghost form, and uh, Kahad says, you're not supposed to be here. And then Maeve doesn't do anything, but Torque does take a swing at uh, Kahad. Yeah, because Kahad's like, trying to help uh, Rowan fight. Yeah, he's being he's, a like, cheerleader. He's encouraging him, and he's like, stab him good! Yeah. <laughs> But when Twerk tries to hit Kahad, he uses magic and it hurts his hand or something. Yeah, he uses blue to protect himself. Eventually, Lugad knocks the pike out of Rowan's hand, and then Rowan tackles him into the mystic circle. So they go to space? Uh, yeah, it just looks like they're fighting on a cliff on the edge of space. Yeah, you know, where Dormammu would live. Uh, Kahad throws a fit because he ain't supposed to be in there. And Lugad continues to fight, even though Rowan says 
the terms are we don't fight in this magic space. Yeah, I, I guess it upsets it's the people who bad, live It's bad, even though there's no one around and nothing there. There's like a swirling galaxy in the distance, but yeah, uh, nothing else. Some real bad green screen situation here. Yeah. Some fire does threaten Rowan a little bit. This looks like it was made at a mall, like for a music <laughs> video. You shoot at the mall. It does. So Mav decides she's going to cheat now, and she throws Lugat his axe. Go, his, Maeve. His regular axe, though, not his oh, yeah, not magic his, axe. Not his energy-sapping question mark axe. His yeah. squiggle-shooting axe. That um, he does not shoot squiggles from. Nope. It's hard. And then, is this where Rowan apologizes? Oh, no, not quite yet. He has to battle Fury first. Yeah, well, he apologized. He's like, all right, you made me do this. Yeah. So apparently Roman can just summon his sword now? I don't, It's confusing because he summons his sword. And then battle Furies. Battle Furies, but then the sword, sword disappears. Is, is gone. So maybe the sword is metaphorical in this is, instance while he's battle Furying. I think it's just because they already had that footage yeah, and I they couldn't so. alter it. Um, so Roman calls the fish cannon. <laughs> and apparently... It doesn't kill everything immediately right. because Lugad's able to reflect it. And rather than try and shoot him again. Or shoot the ground around him. Yeah, just alter or, your... Or do anything, really. Wh- wh- when you're shooting that long, sustained beam that is hitting his axe, and why don't you just move it a little bit? Yeah, just give it a little jostle. And then so if he follows you, go the other way. Like, it's not hard. Yeah, you can go to his face, to his feet real quick, and he yeah. won't be able to follow you that Zigzag. fast. Zigzag. Back and Have forth. Have you learned nothing from his magic squiggles? Ugh. So Lugai just hops over and swats it casually out of Rowan's hands. Yeah. I sure hope he has the fish cannon again. It's my favorite weapon. Um, this guy's going to make one for his cosplay for the next Comic-Con. Right. So th- they jump into each other and have a little tussle, and Rowan pulls off an armband off of uh, Lugad, revealing the Mark of Destiny! Do you remember the Mark of Destiny? No, I was going to say, that's a thing that maybe I had forgotten was a thing. Yeah, it's like in the first episode that marks him as Giganta. Yeah, and then I think it comes back one other time because it's on a scroll or something. Yeah, when they see Tiny King. So, um, there's like comets or some shit flying at them, so Rowan pushes them back through the portal, and Lugad's confused because he saved him. Yeah. Um, and he refuses to fight anymore, and Mav has had enough, so she teleports everybody she away. She just pieces out. Well, she does try... She pulls Torque's sword and uh, goes to attack Rowan in his battle fury state. And Kahad wishes away her sword. Wishes it away. <laughs> it's magic. So they uh, green teleport out. And then Rowan picks up the fucking sword of Kells and uses it like a goddamn umbrella. He- Says out loud, the sword of Kells will protect us. Right, because the room has started to cave in, and the sword that disappeared seconds ago is back, and also... Well, it's right where he <sighs> left it. I guess. And I, I guess he was right, because neither of them got smushed by a rock. So they make it outside, and the other three run up, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, Mav was gonna cheat. What if they were... So they ran... From over there, what if they were just standing outside the wrong, what they thought was the <laughs> cave, and the entrance was just like 15 feet this direction? Could be. We were waiting over there for you. But, I'm sorry, did you know that Mav was going to cheat? So, yeah. yeah! Of course! We watched this show before. So, we cut from there to the wizard keep, and Cod's wrapping up Rowan's hand. Did something happen to his hand? I don't think so. 
I don't either. I mean, he got the fish can and swatted out of his hand. This but... is unrelated. He fell down while trying to walk <laughs> over that uneven rock beach. <laughs> Sprained his wrist. Yeah. Yep, that's probably it. Ow, I fell. Um, and Rowan says, uh, Lugad had the the mark of destiny on him. Does that? What does that mean? And Kahad's like, fuck if I know, dude. Yeah. I didn't read all of the scroll. I'd only read it at bits and pieces at a time. The you know this. The scroll is longer than my arm width, so I can't open it further than this. <laughs> God, that sounds like an excuse they would have. <laughs> but that's how it ends with a cliffhanger. What does the Mark of Destiny mean for Lugad? Well, I hope there's an episode called The Mark of Destiny where we'll find out. Well, that, that you know what? You're in luck because that's episode 46's I've name. I've never been more excited for an episode than I am for episode 46. <laughs> What if Lugad is just Garrett? Except for maybe episode 50 of this. Oh, maybe he is. Maybe that's what happened to Garrett. Maybe he got kidnapped and turned orange and gave him licorice hair. <laughs> that would be great. Jake. What? What was the most turtlerific part? The most turtlerific part was um, when Maeve uh, couldn't hear Aideen's little helicopter wings in her <laughs> fucking face. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I hated it. I mean, I loved it. But it was stupid. <laughs> what about you, Sky? What did you think was turtlerific? Um, kind of like the uh, way I made Lugad sound. <laughs> I like that inflection for him. There's nothing better than giving turtlerific to yourself. It really it makes you feel good. <laughs> well, I, I that was the thing I enjoyed most about this episode. I stand behind. Um, I stand behind your decision. Thank you. Who is the most likable or effective character? Now, th- this is the best answer because it's sexy battle form uh kahad i'm gonna have yeah it is yeah the have, fuck it he's is gonna be in my dreams tonight i can tell you that yeah that shiny scotsman mm. or irishman whatever he is i don't know <laughs> celtic islesman yeah. uh yeah you could you could see your face in his abs Ooh, baby he can uh he can get it <laughs> that's all i got to say about that we'll sword fight all night long yeah do you get it? There's a double entendre. Because, because penises because are penises. vaguely sword-shaped. Sword well. Or sh- swords are vaguely penis-shaped? I don't know. I th- every weapon's vaguely penis-shaped. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was trying to think of one that's not, but... Maybe like a power sander? Is that a weapon? <laughs> I mean, you could use it as one. I guess that's true. It's what like I anything's did. a weapon if you try hard enough. I guess that's true. What about you, Sky? What a... <laughs> a yo-yo. There you go. That's not really that penis-shaped. That's true. It's more of a testicle. Yeah. Well, everything's testicle shaped if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's not inherently true. <laughs> what did you think was uh, the most effective turtlerific thing or whatever you ask? Likeable or effective character? Sure, whatever. <laughs> it's my first day. Is we definitely it? Have done, haven't done 300 of these. Yeah, you, you took the good one. I know. Um, I was really worried you were going to say that for the <laughs> other answer. And I was like, come on, you so stupid bitch. Don't say that. <laughs> I mean, you can agree with me. I mean, I do. I also like the return of Crow Mom. Yeah, she was pretty good. I wish she did things, though, because she just stood there and said, you're doing it wrong, If it hadn't, left. If it hadn't been for that shiny, muscle-bound man, I would have picked her. <laughs> her fucking awesome uh, neon uh, crow disappearing <laughs> Neon Crow's explosion! Yeah. If this was an anime, that's what she would yell when she teleports. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Crow Mom. I just like seeing her again. I love all of the backstory I've created for her. So <laughs> she has a rich and full backstory. Um, 
<laughs> so, Jake, what an episode. <laughs> what did you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Oh, boy. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries happened on Netflix, and everyone was talking about it, so we were like, well, you were there, Sky, when Katie and I decided to watch it. Remember? I said... I, I don't remember that well, you explicitly, were in our house, but it but sounds like something that happened. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. There's one episode about aliens that I'm just like, all right, everyone, calm down. But the rest <laughs> of it's about murder, and that's real fun. Mm-hmm. Um, for the survivors. Yeah. Well, and for us, because we get to be like, well, that guy did it, or this is the reason. Um, yeah. You're you're of the survivors. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So, I uh, highly recommend. There's six more of them coming in the fall. Um, hopefully, those... Now that they're on TV, those mysteries won't remain unsolved. Especially if you're <laughs> like, well, those, it's that man, or it's th- those people did this. Um, we also watched season three of The Office, because we needed something easy after watching people be murdered for an hour every day sure. <laughs> this week. And uh, the season three of The Office is, uh, I think, maybe the best season of The Office. It's all the... Pam is done with Roy, but uh, Jim is in uh, Stamford, and he comes back, and Karen, and so I highly recommend season three of The Office. You know what else I uh, watched, Sky? I watched the last four episodes, uh, or the last three episodes of season 13 of Always Sunny, and the first episode of season 14. Boy, that show isn't very funny anymore. (laughs) It's comforting because you recognize all the characters, and you're excited to see them, but nothing good is happening to them. Like it used to. They got too famous. I, is that it? I think they're just out of ideas. I mean, and there's that's part of it. I just would have rather had seen it stop when it was at its best instead of fizzle out like it's going to. Well, that's not how things go, Jim. Yeah, that's not how American television works, I know. But they were in a position where they could have said, we're done, we're going to go out on top. And they kept making the show, and it's sad. And I'm going to finish season 14 and watch the next season, but it's just not good anymore. (laughs) Yeah, so how about you, Sky? What did you do for Pop Culture Ballad? I watched a movie that I cannot remember the name of. Vaguely describe it for for me, and I'll tell you the name of it. I, I literally just watched it this morning. And it is completely gone from my brain. Well, that it left a lasting impression. Sure did. I enjoyed it. I think. I'll remember seconds after we stop recording. Was it Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium? No. But it was okay. <laughs> so it was Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. Oh no! It was Gemini Man. I watched Gemini Man. Which one's that one? That's the one where there's multiple Will Smiths. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, one Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It was it was pretty good. I mean, it was silly. And there was too many Will Smiths, which I think they could have replaced the title with. Oh, yeah. I would have seen it then. <laughs> Gemini Man doesn't tell you anything about the show. No, but, it doesn't. Uh, too many Will Smiths, pretty, pretty on the nose. And yeah. I love it. Um, they did a pretty good job with, like, you know, masking the extra person's face as Will Smith. And the animation was good. Overall, I, I enjoyed it. I know it didn't do well comparatively to a lot of Will Smith properties, but it was fun and stupid. When was the last time a Will Smith movie did really well, I wonder? I know you don't know that off the top of your head. Dude's got well, a I mean, you long might. Tomography. I don't know. I understand his YouTube is going quite well. Good for him. Yeah. 
Um, William Smithereens. I'm pretty sure he's fluent in Spanish. Yeah. He, at least he sang La Bamba to prove that he could speak in fluent Spanish, which I don't know if that proves anything. I think I but can he sp- did it. I think I can sing La Bamba. <laughs> With authentic Spanish pronunciation? No, uh, a lot of muttering my way through it. Ah. But yeah, um, that Will Smith, he's a hes a charming fella. And he plays pretty well with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And I watched a little bit of, uh, speaking of Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I, I watched a little bit of Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter, because it was on Is TV. she in that? She is. She's Mary is she Abe Lincoln. Oh. Um, also, I mean, I guess... Will Smith is in Aladdin, and that made a billion dollars last year. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I mean, he was like, he was in Bright and Suicide Squad, and... He's at that great point of a a movie star's career where he can just do what he wants. Right, but he should do good things. Yeah, or he can just do what he wants, and people still give him money to do it. So, that's a pretty sweet place to be. Oh, I think Bad Boys for Life did really well, because all movies, like, stopped right when that came out. Yeah. yeah, on a $90 million budget, it made $419 million, so I think that's pretty okay. That's pretty good. But yeah, that came out like right as movies quit being movies. <laughs> we were supposed to see The Empire Strikes Back last night at the drive-in, but there were a bunch of storms rolling in, and the drive-in's just far enough away that if we had driven there and it started storming, it would have been a bitch to have to turn around and come back. Sure. So we didn't go, and then it didn't rain at all at our house, uh, but then what would have been about 20 minutes into the movie... They, uh, the place put out a message on Facebook that was like, thanks to everyone who's sticking it out. The storms are almost over. So we would have had to deal with all that. So I'm glad we didn't go. The Empire Strikes Back is the number one movie in the box office this weekend, which I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's pretty good. It's its third time, uh, like it happened in the eighties and then it happened in in the nineties and then it happened again now. So that's fun. You can do the thing that ends the show or yep. I'll keep talking. I was trying to. <laughs> You're not trying hard enough. But I enough. think that'll probably do it for this week. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, you can follow the show at Fail Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can rate and review and subscribe and all that stuff because it helps people find the show or so the legends go. And I have no data to back that up. If you rate and review it, once I figure out how to make pogs, oh. I'll send you a pog. <laughs> Actually, I think... Um, Dowd said that he updated his review, and I don't know how to get there. <laughs> updated it see to, what that is. to take a star away? Maybe. Hold I on, I check think it. I can do it. Okay, good. Maybe. I keep What's our podcast buttons. called? Pop Culture Failure. I say it so many times. Not enough. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Would you, it happened 20, hour, 20 hours ago. Would you like me to read it? Yes. Uh, it's five stars, which is nice. Huzzah! Thanks, uh, Dowd. It's entitled, Oh Boy. <laughs> Uh, this podcast is a good idea with a great with great execution, but oh dear lord, next mutation was bad, and hearing Jake and Sky suffer through it wasn't easy. Uh, <laughs> hearing us suffer through it wasn't easy. Although now I look back uh, fondly on uh, next mutation after watching like Inhumans and this, at least next mutation wasn't fifty episodes long. <laughs> it was pretty close. I think it was uh, like thirty six. It was that many. I think so. Oh, that's too many. If you start there, I feel you need to know that you'll. Um, You'll feel sorry for the boy, uh, the boys, and hope the uh, UN intervenes. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, that was bad reading. <laughs> that being said, it is very fun to listen along with the other series. The long-time friend dynamic shows, and there's a wonderful animosity when one threatens the other for making them watch a specific show. <laughs> C- 
I'm listening to find out who will be the last Midwesterner standing. Uh, it'll be Sky. I mean me. Sky, nothing will kill me, and Sky will die uh, inconveniently. Probably. Um, just a minor inconvenience will get Sky. That that sounds likely. And I will... It was only 26, my mistake. Oh. You'll die from, like, an infected paper cut, and I'll get blasted, <laughs> I'll get blasted in the face with a cannon and be fine on accident. Yeah, but then you'll get a payout of, like, $30 million. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'll use to take my new hum- Hummer to your funeral. <laughs> Stuff him out me for your house? Yeah. Whatever. I'll be dead. I won't care. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for uh, the update, yeah. Coward. That's awesome. Uh, did we have any other reviews? Not any new ones. Cool. Can I review us? I mean, if you want to. Nah. We'll see. Seems a little gauche, but I'm not going to stop you. If you got, you guys do it that way, I don't have to. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll probably do it for this week. You can follow me. I'm at Summer Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And as we've been saying, uh, Black Lives Matter, defund the police. He is correct. Stay frosty. I paused because I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> not this time.